Welcome back to the show. I'm Dan, and I'm uh, joined here by my amazing co-host. And also Kim's here. And also Kim's here. Uh, today, this episode, we are talking about, um, can you separate the artist from the art? Or problematic favorites. Yeah. However we want to title this episode. Prob faves. Prob faves. Uh, when, when, you, when you love someone's work, but they're just kind of a problem. Yeah. And what do you do about it? And how it is. Yeah. And and I guess too, my like my question is we were preparing for this episode. We're talking about in particular comedians and like how they can just kind of, in my opinion, get away, get away with anything. Because they're like, hey, comedy. And like comedy is meant to point out the ridiculousness of life. Sure. It can be satirical, Mm -hmm. but also don't be an asshole. Yeah. Like, like eh, it's 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 problematic and also music is another one we'll get into um so when we talked about creating this problematic faves prob faves, prob uh, faves. what came to your mind well uh, my the first thing that came to mind was taylor swift who's not a favorite of mine because she's problematic last two albums frustratingly uh helpful to me for writing but um otherwise i've never really liked her all that much i'm sure she does not care Sure. don't taylor stay on this episode it'll get better uh, um well, because <laughs> she's a fan everyone knows that she's always talking true. like her last album was about this podcast it, i mean it was it was called my no it wasn't wait a minute anyway. um oftentimes her songs have been now i guess i don't know if this is really a defense or not but she was younger and she writes a lot of her stuff but a lot of it was like um i like this boy ding 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 ding. i like this boy and if he doesn't like me then he's an idiot and if he likes someone else she's a slut and he likes her because she's a slut and i'm not and um i'm just here being your next door neighbor looking out the window sending you handwritten messages asking are you okay um but i have blonde hair so i'm an angel and like that girl that you like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that, that, that's like her thing and i'm political but i'm not gonna tell you who i voted for it's a sneaky secret just fucking say who you voted for do you know how much you could have helped if you had said that you're at least a voter right now she's come out a little bit more i don't need every single person to, i'm not saying that you have to be politically active but also don't be it's a secret e- either don't talk about it at all or say something i don't know dude but this like um I, i'm juliet and he's romeo did you read the book well that's a whole different <laughs> problem I, she talks about it so much that i'm not entirely sure that they covered it in her freshman english class and that's fine also and that's a problem with our education system oh yeah romeo and juliet is not a romance it's not a romance but she referenced it often enough for me yes. to think that she never read it agreed agreed <laughs> they, but, they, spoiler they both die Hang on, because I'm halfway through it, and I guess I won't finish it now. Um, yeah, I mean, I can see, like, when you're talking about her her songwriting when she was younger and how everything is heteronormative and everything is is very much, if you like the boy I like, you're a slut. Like, yeah, yeah, that's problematic, but not about it. And because it's so damn catchy, <laughs> like, everybody loves it. That's what sucks, too. Yeah. Can she be a good artist like can i can can somebody listen to her music and enjoy it and take the good things out of it and still be a problem well here's my second thought okay. immediately 
my first thought was when we talked about this was Taylor Swift. My second thought was Louis C.K. I think that Louis C.K. is a great example of, for me at least, when I can't separate the art from the artist. Because a lot of his, first of all, he was one of my very favorite comedians Mm -hmm. before we found out that that dude sucks. Um, And a lot of his jokes were kind of like, oh, I'm just kind of a slob and like I'm bad with women and I don't know what to do with them. I just masturbate. And then it turns out that that is what he did. Um, So it's pretty hard to separate the art from the artist when that the the shitty things about you are also what you put in your art and then also Mm. when you were saying and then they feel like they can get away with anything he got found out for being a bad man and then (laughs) decided that he had had enough of his time out and so he came back to doing shows and everything and his like first show back was so sometimes as i'm sure you know comedians will decide like i'm gonna try out some some jokes i'm not going to announce i'm gonna be somewhere i'm just gonna do like a type three at this whatever flappers and his what he tried out was like jokes about how the parkland kids are a bunch of wimps and uh just making fun of school shooting survivors dude i i think you're bad yeah i and you turns out you maybe have always been bad and also, not not great for you, my man. Aziz came out after his, and these are two weight. What happened to it? What Aziz did and what Louis, Louis did are two very different things. I'm in no way uh, saying that Aziz is the same as Louis C.K. But Aziz's first special after his everything came out about him, um, he had clearly done some work with himself, and he talked about it, and he addressed it, and, and talked about the ways in which he was wrong. It's not a perfect addressing of a situation, but he tried at least. You know what I mean? Louis C.K. doesn't think he did anything wrong. So the kind of the difference is is uh, goes back to intent somewhat. Like, yeah, I messed up. Now I'm going to try and be better. Does that make you less of a problematic favorite if you at least try? At least for you. Now, again, this is like a broad brush, right? No, it's for me. And if it's for me, it applies to everyone. Okay, that's right. <laughs> We all listen to Kim and do what she says. The best version of all of us. <laughs> You're the fun size version of most of us, you tiny the human. Same height as Rachel Bills in America, sweetheart. Talk about non problematic faves. So, so when we were talking about this uh, conversation earlier today, my problematic faves, as I was thinking about it, are, are like music, right? I used to, I love, love music. I've got so much music downloaded from my CDs that I have owned. I've had thousands of CDs. Like I have digitized them. I love, love music. Can't sing for anything. You're welcome. So I won't. Um, also can't play music, but I love to listen. And I, and, and it's very eclectic. Pretty eclectic, I guess I should say. Um, and one of them growing up was, you know, Southern rock, some country, Southern rock, whatever. And one of my, one of my enjoyable uh, delights <laughs> was Leonard Skinner. Ah, a classically great <laughs> Look, lots of fun good songs sure great guitar licks lots of fun but nowadays if your logo includes the traitorous flag that the confederate army uh used against our own country to attack our own country no that's a problem um also some of the other things that they have done over the years is like no yeah n- no when I'm listening to the Forrest Gump soundtrack and Sweet Home Alabama comes on, I now hit fast forward because I just don't want to listen. I'm just, I'm no, I want to hear Leonard Skinner right now. 
And I don't know what to do with that. I mean, I have their albums in my in my catalog. Yeah. Do I delete them? I don't know. I just uh, yeah, that's that's one of mine is is music. Leonard Skinner, um, you know, Kid Rock. I've really enjoyed some of his music over the years. Yeah. And then when he opens his mouth and he's not singing, I'm like, no, go away. What do I do with that kind of music? I don't know. For some reason, I think that that's a little bit different because he's not the music is different than what he has said, right? For the most part, unless I mean, he does say some stuff. I mean, he, I think like a lot of rock and roll acts, um, some of his songs are also pro- problematic. I mean, there are, there is a lot of misogyny in rock and roll and rap and hip hop and other, other, I mean, even just old school, like fun rock is all heteronormative. There's a lot of misogyny. It's so yeah. Some of get rock songs are problematic. Yeah. yeah. Another one, Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent is from Michigan, which means every Michigander has to love him. No, we don't. But like he's like, we're proud of the fact that somebody from Michigan got famous. Sure, of course. Yeah. Some of his songs are really fun. And also, um, dude adopted a child under 18 from her family in order to marry her. Dude's a bad man. Yeah. And so now when I hear his songs, I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Also, they're fun. What do I, the hell do I do with that? I don't know. Tell me the answer. Okay, I'll tell you. Don't listen to him. He sucks. Yes. There's lots of good music out there to listen to. Also, some of that good music is like embedded in your psyche of, I grew up with this. I want that music. It's just so damn hard. And, And I don't know that there is necessarily a binary answer for this. Yeah. Like, overall thought beyond if there is their shittiness leaky also being put into their songs like is ted nugent writing songs about adopting a minor so that they can he can marry them yes sort of oh then fuck him that's done (laughs) he like many rock and rollers have songs about you know she's only 17 she's you know like like yeah yes Everything is bad. If you're paying attention and doing it right, everything is everything bad. Everything is bad. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, he, uh, yeah. Yes. But then my overall, my thought about that is like, listen, you have their music already in your library, right? They're not getting money from you playing it. It's not, you're not playing it on Spotify. Yeah. I true. think that that does help a little bit. Yeah. But if I'm, yeah, the, the song, by the way, that I'm talking is called Jailbait. Ew. Right. Right. Like the whole song in and of itself Ew. is like, Dude, really? You know exactly what you're talking about, bro. Um, I think about this as far as Michael Jackson goes. That one's a very complicated situation. Michael Jackson, not a prop, just a problem. Yes. However, if you were to play his music now, it doesn't go to him. Does that change things? You playing Ted Nugent's music in a way that he cannot get residuals. Does that change things? No. Only be. I mean. Damn it, Kim! It's a complicated, isn't it? It's a complicated answer because, so, like, on one hand, no, it doesn't change. It doesn't change anything because a song like Jailbait or the fact that he wrote these songs and did these things all like, no, I don't want to be a part of that in my psyche, in my in my head. Also, I mean, it's okay. He's not getting money for it, so I can just enjoy the guitar riffs. But it still just feels not okay. Yeah, I don't know. Michael Jackson, a great example. Like, yes. 
huge talent, broke down barriers, mm-hmm. made some amazing strides in music. Did he do the things he was accused of? I mean, my opinion, most likely research has been done that, yeah, dude was a problem. Yeah. That one's tricky. It is. For a lot of different reasons. There's a lot of mental health. There's a lot of racism. Oh, yeah. That, I, mean, I mean, there's a lot, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. That one's really tricky. Um, what about um, Tina Fey? Oh, she's great. And I have no notes. Okay. Hang on. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> well, 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 if it isn't the consequences you. of my behavior. Yes, it is. <laughs> so I know that one of your favorites, one of your favorite duos mm-hmm. is Tina Fey and Annie Poehler. Absolutely. And as we were preparing for this, we were like, oh, ish. This is a problem. Yeah. Now, I knew Tina Fey was a problem. Yeah. I looked up a website called yourfaveisproblematic.tumblr.com. And they had, here are all the people that we've talked about. And I, I knew that, that Tina Fey would be on there. Tina Fey is problematic. She has said some stuff and done some stuff. Polar was also on there. Polar does a lot of... That's tricky because a lot of people want to pair them up together. Obviously, they're best friends and um, hosted the Golden Globes and did a great job. Absolutely. <laughs> so, As I've created some amazing art together. Like, truly. They, yeah. they have been creative partners a lot. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's one thing. So the the Tina Fey stuff is like on this page, you have to scroll. Like you scroll, you scroll for her stuff. Polar stuff is like five different bullet points. That's um, it. And that's it. That's, and that's it. Wow. And um, it's mostly with Polar, it's mostly jokes and is that i guess that's is my question to us is and to the listeners maybe even hit us up on, on on twitter is that the difference can a comedian get away with it because they just go they they shed light on what we're all maybe thinking whereas like a musician is different i don't know i don't know they're both artists right boys but also dan where do we punch we only punch up yeah so that's tricky too because Somebody who is dealing with something like an eating disorder or any type of mental and physical health, that's not a punch up. I mean, like, so, so here's the thing. Let me, let me, let me start this by saying as a white cisgender hetero male, Christian male. Life is really hard for you. I recognize that I've got so much privilege. I'm not ashamed of who I am. Also, I recognize I have a lot of privilege. I will not punch down. What I do understand. You can't. Where would you punch up to? Well, I, I, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I can't really punch up. So I probably just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> but so, but what, what I do understand is, is this feeling. As you're telling me these things, I get this feeling of, what the hell can we say anymore? Like, I get that feeling. I also get that sometimes people are just being dumb. We can, we can still make jokes. You just got to read the room. Only punch up. Say it in a set, say it in your performance to be satirical, maybe, but not so much just in any random interview or on your Twitter feed or like there are, there's a time and a place. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot to kind of think about there. I believe for comedians and performers of like where and when and how, and again, like uh, something that you've said in the past is, well, I can't really say anything about that because I don't know that person. The things that we're talking about, well, I don't know these these humans. Yeah. I don't know them yeah. personally. We're commenting on their art. Can we can we separate the art from the artist? If Michael Jackson makes me uncomfortable because he's been accused of these things, of of molesting children and, and doing these things, can I separate that? Yeah. Now, if I personally can't, okay, fine. 
I'll listen to him. That's okay. Yeah. If I can separate it and enjoy his music, is that a problem? And that's where I start to wonder. I know. It's really hard. So you can't watch anything that Polo does anymore. <laughs> Excuse or, me. Or do TM. not even put that into the universe. I don't want that energy. You're done with Faye. No. Uh, I, 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 be, I can speak more to Polar. I don't know either of these women. Um, because those restraining orders are specific. Extremely. I see a lot of the work that Amy Poehler does in the world. She, I, I just don't think that in her heart, if she thought she was making somebody feel bad, that she would have, I don't know, because it's, it's tricky because it's a comedian. So then, and, and really the only thing I can kind of add to this is I know some comedians that sometimes will make jokes and I'll be like, oh my God, you're that's a terrible joke. Right. And also, I know they don't feel that way. So I can't really, you know, it, 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 comedy is really, really tricky. And also, comedy exists in the moment. And I guess art does, all art, I guess, exists in the moment. But there feels like more of a longevity to music. Now, what about, you know, so one of the director writers out there in the world, James Gunn, I've really enjoyed his work over the years. And he got in trouble. He, he was certainly, you know, I think set up and then people like dug way deep. He was fired from Guardians of the Galaxy and Disney ended up bringing him back. Disney slash Marvel. Um, Same thing. Because Disney of, Marvel. That's true. Because of the things that he said on, on Twitter. He's a, he's a movie director and, and a writer. He's not a comedian. He put out on Twitter some smart ass comments that were meant to be in the moment and funny. Sure. And he got canceled. First of all, I can't, I can't, I, if I start to think about cancel cult, like the way that people have started using cancel culture, I think I'll implode. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, for like for, for James Gunn, I don't think he thinks those things. I think it was a moment in time where he was maybe frustrated or something else or whatever and tweeted it thinking it was a moment in time. It becomes forever on the internet. Yes. And there was probably context to it that was lost in translation at some point. And we're like, oh, look, he's terrible. He's he he doesn't seem to be. Again, I don't know him. See, that's tricky because the he doesn't believe these things. Then don't say it, dude. And and you do lose. Con now. These tweets were early Twitter. We didn't quite like we had to. <laughs> change our communication style as a society when it came to Twitter and I understand that there are things with permanence now and also that those things the per in the in the permanence the context is lost there are things that pop up on my time hop from like two years ago that I'm like what am I talking about on this tweet I said daily about your tweets but but my thought is like if you didn't think it if he really didn't think that stuff, why did he say it? But then the other side of it is that was those tweets were, let's say, seven years ago. Maybe he did think these things seven years ago. And this is, I think, a bigger picture over all this. Maybe he did think those things seven years ago. And those things are not good. But it's seven years later. And he has been exposed to different people. And he has been exposed to different um, thought processes thought processes and different walks of life and he has learned and grown and can show the work of it not just guys i've really learned can show the work of it 
then I think there is conversation. There is room for conversation and room for forgiveness. And we lose a lot of that when we look at somebody and say, well, 15 years ago, you said this. Yeah. Like 15 years ago when I was three, um, I was really dumb. Like I didn't know about things. I hadn't been exposed to these things yet. And now I have been, I've learned and here's the work that I've done to show that I am trying to be a better person and I don't need to lose my career over having not just gotten to where my thought process is now. You know what I mean? I mean, I absolutely know what you mean. I have said things and told jokes that now I'd be completely appalled by. And if they were ever recorded, I would probably lose all of my social media privileges. I've grown. Yeah. But again, like, okay, so he, he made these comments. They were problematic. He made these tweets. They're problematic. Now, he has also come out and said, I'm dumb. I'm sorry. I screwed up. I will do better. So like, okay, cool. We can, I mean, maybe not. Okay, cool. For me personally, for one person. Okay, no problem, man. <laughs> we can move on. There are some <laughs> who won't. And and I, I get it. I, yeah. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Artists doing dumb things. It's hard. It's tricky because, you know, if you were to make these comments, this one's tricky because I can't say if you and I were to make these comments, because, you know, if I were to make these comments, I not right now in my career, but later in my career, if I were to make these comments, I would be in the same boat as him. Yeah. If you were to make these comments, would you have an entire Internet saying Dan Moyle should be fired? No, I wouldn't because I don't have that audience. Yeah. So, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, could I have somebody if I decided to run for village council in my little hometown here? Okay. Could my past come up to, to, to haunt me? Absolutely. But guess what? So could my past that's not online. Yeah. Right? And don't you think that that's more reasonable, though? I mean, it is like. As a politician versus a, a director of a Marvel franchise? I don't know. I hadn't thought of it in that context. I mean, I think either way, you're a public figure. Sure, but we are voting these politicians into office based on the idea that like their morals are going to be the thing that guides them to vote for things. Oh, let's not talk about morals. <laughs> let's That's not whole... confuse morals and politics right now. It's a now. whole can of worms That'd open be silly. right there. Well, I love that we talked earlier about morals. Like what are your morals and does that really matter? And what's the difference between moral and ethic and just common sense? Yeah. Like, so there's a whole lot. Of, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot to unpack there. What about like the Weinstein movies? Oh man. That one's re- There's so very many good tricky ones. too. I know. That one's tricky. I, what I can tell you is that like he wasn't on set very often. <laughs> I would assume he probably made one or two visits. But like he wasn't on set. He's not the actor or writer or director, but his presence was almost certainly still felt. Well, yeah. And also casting decisions were made and everything. And and not and by made, I mean careers were um squashed yeah um because of him because he's a factual monster what i can say is that if you were to tell me i'll never watch another weinstein movie again i'll say just don't watch any movies because that guy had a hand in almost every single production company in los angeles that that's that becomes part of the problem right so for instance this is not part of problematic favorites but for instance um i don't love how Amazon has ruined small business. Mm-hmm. And also it's so damn convenient. I order from Amazon. Like 
both things can exist that I like Harvey Weinstein is a monster, a bad, bad man who ruined lives and did some really terrible shit. And also there's some movies that he had some kind of hand in a lot of them. Yeah. That are part of our culture and part of our ethos of conversations and entertainment and, and changing the world. Like you made a comment earlier in a personal conversation that we were having about because, because you work in television and you said something about, I, I mean, I only make TV. It's not, it's not that big of a deal, but in all honesty, it, it is, it is part of our culture. It is part of our conversations. It changes the world. in, in some instances, like there are TV shows that have given a voice to the voiceless that have given a voice to the ignored, to the marginalized TV and film and music and comedy and plays and musicals can all make a difference in the world for sure. For those who are involved in them that are problematic, do we just wash it all away? It's hard to say yes. It's so hard to say yes, but I think it's it hard also to say depends no. on what position they're in. Woody Allen. Right. I have no desire to ever watch a Woody Allen movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of his stuff crept his like bad stuff crept into his movies. Yeah. Themes of older men and younger women, that kind of stuff crept into his movies. So I have no desire. Also, he's bad. Right. I don't want to watch his stuff. I heard Midnight in Paris is awesome. A ton of people have said you got to watch it. And I cannot, I, I truly like, it's like, I, I have to just stop myself because I want to sometimes have, sometimes have polite conversation, uh-huh. but I really want to be like, no. And what are you doing watching it? Yeah. Who's, um, Roman Polanski. Yeah. Can't even come into the country. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he just had a movie out like two years ago. You know, at one point, um, Guns N' Roses, uh, recorded a song from Charles Manson. Oh no! And put it on <laughs> if, one of their albums. If the Beach Boys had done it, we would never have the problem we're in right now. You know, it's like I don't want to listen to his music. You know, but one of my favorite bands ever, Metallica. I love Metallica. Yeah, they've probably had some problems. Yeah, I mean, I know they have, but like, but they're also not Ted Nugent, so it's fine. That's the other thing too. Is like, let's remember that there is uh, a curve. There is a spectrum. It's great, great on a curve. I love <laughs> it's that. great on a curve. <laughs> because I think what I'm taking away from this conversation is this. We are not perfect. Some, most of us. Okay. The majority of us. Out of 8 billion people, 7,999,999,999 are not perfect. Kim is. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we're, we're not perfect, right? Like we are flawed beings. And yes, we can make amazing art when we are broken and that's up to us as the the recipients of that art to accept it or not yeah and i guess if you don't okay if you do okay and can we still talk about it sometimes because like someone like roman polanski woody allen taylor swift oh (laughs) i don't know that's like really three people commonly she she let me tell you we got her back in the beginning of the episode her friend was like turn it back on turn the channel back to them As she heard that she's like i'm she, out I'm of here don't loop me in with them uh-huh. you know I, I think there are some who are like okay look country music in general yeah i have been a country music fan for a long time i go back to old school george Strait. Mm-hmm. not old school for some people current day country music even well that's what i like yeah like there are there are songs out there and and so one of my children who is uh 16 and really pretty progressive loves country music 
And some of the songs that I hear, I'm like, really? Really? Yeah. Like all about the girl that I'm dating or, or she does this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, really? Can we not have more progressive country music? And so it is problematic. Like the genre of, of country can feel very misogynistic, mm-hmm. very heteronormative, mm-hmm. very just, yeah. Just, I feel like you're saying can feel. And I want to push back and say is. Fair. Is. Absolutely. A lot of it is. Absolutely. You know, there's, um, is it, is it Kenny Chesney that all he ever talks about is like partying with underage girls and drinking? Yeah. yeah. Like, dude, go away. I'm done with you. I'm yeah. With you're, you. you're gross. I just, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, it's so hard because I don't want to shut everything out, but I also don't want to be an asshole and like take in that garbage stuff that are problematic artists. Yeah. So the question is, can you separate the art from the artist? Answer is sometimes. I think sometimes. I think it's a personal choice. Okay. I think what you can't do is separate the artist from the crime. That should go on one of your Instagram posts. Okay. <laughs> you can't separate the artist from the crime. It's a good one. If you feel like you can listen to Louis C.K., I don't agree with you. But okay. But what you can't do is turn around and say, well, what he did was fine. What he did was bad. What he did was very, very bad. He deserved to lose his career because a lot of people decided not to have careers after interacting with him in that sec in in that situation. So you don't get to have a career anymore. Learn learn something else. You can't be a a comedian anymore. You blew it. You come back with your art and highlight what you did as if it was okay. And which is what he's done. GTFO. Yeah. If he came back after like years, Bill Cosby does not get to have a podcast and a tour and a stand-up special anymore. That's what he's going to do now. Right. He's already said that's what he's going to do. You No. You are a violent criminal. You don't get to have your career anymore. I'm so sorry. You, this career that you had is not that important. What it's just not. I appreciate what you're saying about television. I agree. I work in TV because I'm a fan of TV, and I believe wholeheartedly as you do as well and i think a lot of people do that art of different kinds whether you know you don't watch tv but you watch movies you don't watch either of you look at paint whatever you listen to music art has a very important place it can expose you to things that you were not exposed to before it can educate you on a different point of view that is the point of it it is not it is important it is not so important that if you were successful in it and then you are a violent rapist. It would mean so much to the world if you got to have that career. No, fuck you. You don't get that job anymore. I'm sorry. You lost your privileges. What about I'm the, not sorry. <laughs> yeah, clearly, and that's okay. What about the work before all of that came out? Like, for instance, the Cosby show. You know, it's one of the first times that there were these positive role models that happened to be not white and, and, and exposed us to this, this world of, oh, we should stop being bigoted racist discriminatory assholes well like like, one day (laughs) someday maybe but the the good work that happened can also can it also be appreciated and be a factor but then moving forward like no he doesn't get the podcast he doesn't get the the netflix deal he doesn't get all these things but we can look at the work beforehand like is that how you can separate some of it maybe i don't know i don't know and there's no right or wrong answer except for what i'm saying is right because he's not the only for the Cosby show. He's one of 200. He's never one on the call sheet. 
he's the face of he is the Cosby of the Cosby show. Um, but he, you know, he's one of 200 making it. He's not in the show, the monster that he is in real life. So there's no right or wrong answer. If you are somebody who is so affected emotionally by what Bill Cosby did, there's, (laughs) of course, (laughs) because what he did was bad. If you cannot watch that show anymore, yeah, I get it. If seeing his face is, is emotionally traumatizing to you, yeah, dude, it makes sense that it would be. Sure. Does I don't that know mean, what to do with that, though. Like, okay, so put it on DVD and let people watch it when they want to, but don't put it on TBS reruns? I mean, I think that's fair because what what are you supposed to do? Think about just you're flipping through the channels and suddenly there's a face of a rapist. Man, that's... There's, yeah. Regardless of if it's your... The person that assaulted you. That, that you know... What you don't want to be is at 2 a.m. seeing a rapist on TBS. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably a probably a fair statement. Yeah. I guess my, my takeaway is that it is it is difficult. And if you're struggling with it, you're not alone. If you like one of those problematic favorites. I don't. But hang alone. on. Bill Cosby is not problem, problematic fave. That dude sucks. He's a prop. He's a violent monster. He's a problem. Yes. He's not problematic fave. Yes. The show. Questionable. Okay. Fine distinction. I, I get it. But yeah, if you're struggling with this whole conversation, so are we. You're not alone. And 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 like one thing is, let's talk about it online. With with caution. With yeah. caution. Because yeah. we could we could tweet something that maybe comes off as really dickish. And we don't want to do that. We have to allow for growth, I think. Yeah. Taylor Swift, I think, is a great example of that. You have to allow for growth. I really, really didn't like her. I'm allowing for growth. She was young. She didn't, uh, I think some things she didn't know any better. And and how much, you know, for, for Taylor Swift, for instance, how much did she do that was directed by the industry, mm-hmm. and the producers, Absolutely. everybody. And like, you got to be more sexy. You got to be this, got to be that. Like, yeah, maybe some of it was that. Now she, from what I have heard or read, she owns the rights out of her music and is re-releasing them with different, like her, Baller move. Right? Like super baller move. Yeah. Got some respect for her. Yeah. For that. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you're bringing down barriers there. So, yeah, room for growth is a good one. We solved it. It's good. Yep. Taylor Swift, you're okay. George Lopez, you're on notice. Bill Cosby, blech. We're done. That's the show. Uh, Yeah. Problematic favorites. Prob face. Prob face. Do you have yours? Tell us. Hit us up on Twitter, My America Pod. Uh, I'm at Dan Moyle. I'm at. I put on press on nails for this trip because I felt like I was going to pick off my nail polish, but they kept popping off all weekend. It's been really annoying. So I've had glue in my pocket all weekend to replace the ones that fall off. Dot uh, com. <laughs> <laughs> or, or at Kim Moffat. At Kim Moffat. Oh my God. <laughs> I want to speak my truth. Yes. Because these nails have been a problematic babe for me this whole trip. I've literally had glue in my pocket this whole weekend. That's amazing. I'm an adult. I was going to ask you what the sticky situation was going on with your. Oh my god. Okay. That well, was, that's that going to be a wrap. That's a wrap. That, that was a. That was not good. Yeah, that's the end of the show. But you can stick around for more. They, that was better. That was, <laughs> that better. was better. That was better. Right. Yeah. Storytellersnetwork.com/slash/myamerica. 
Uh, we'll see you on the flip side.